Yeah, this looks like it's a kind of textbook soft landing, a mini boom which came in the wake of the pandemic and was in many ways triggered by the pandemic. Uh, it wasn't just pent-up demand from the lockdown period. There was there was more more to the story than that. With me, as always, uh, Mark Stucklin from Spanish Property Insight, and our aim with this podcast is to cover everything to do with Spanish property. Uh, Mark is the go-to guy for all the stats and the data, so he can give us an idea of how the market is performing with the stats that he has available. And I can give my insight on how things are going on the ground. Uh, sometimes they, they differ slightly. Sometimes they, um, they, they bear no relation at all to each other. But it's very interesting just to get the two perspectives. So welcome along, Mark. Happy New Year. Likewise, Sean. Always a pleasure to talk to you. You very kindly uh, drilled down on some some data for us uh, relating to the performance of the Spanish property market last year. So we're recording this coming up to the end of January 2024. But I think a lot of people, a lot, a lot of our clients are interested to know, you know, how was 2023? So over to you, sir. Well, we don't have the um, full figures for 2023. Uh, there's always a delay in reporting. It's fairly, you know, understandable. There's a, a lot of... Um, Sales, for example, on the sales front, a lot of data has to come in from the different regions through the different gathering sources, which would be the notaries or the registrars or other, other sources of information. They all become collected by whoever's, there's mainly the registrars, notaries and the minister and the government, which has now got a, used to be called MITMA. It's now the back to the Ministro de Vivienda. So I now just refer to all data from the government as just government data rather okay. than yeah, we'll referring to the ministry or the office because they keep changing the name. <laughs> Had enough of it. Yeah. So, um, so uh, we've got, but what we do have is figures for the first 11 months of 2023. Okay, which that's is, good. Um, December's missing. We got the picture of the year. It, we'll, we'll see what December brings where it'll come. It, it'll be next month. In February, we'll have the full year figures on sales and also on, on prices, on sales prices, which also come from the notaries. And so in February, we'll be able to close out the year uh, for good. But right now, the, the, the picture's in and nothing, uh, nothing much is going to change. So what I suggest we do is I've got prepared a little presentation. We go through those slides uh, in which we look at prices and uh, sales and prices in at a Spain at a national level and also at a regional level in Andalusia and Marbella. And um, I'll tell you what the, the data says. And you tell me how you're seeing that data on the ground. Perfect. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Great. First thing to look at, let's see. Um, everyone always wants to know what's happening to house prices. Are they going up or down? So this is how the average national uh, price for Spain as a whole taken uh, using data from the notaries and it's for November. And mm -hmm. so the black columns show the average price per square meter in euros per square meter and uh, on the and the blue area line, which is uses the right axis, shows the Spain uh, a year on year change. So what we see here is, I mean, th this goes back all the way to the tail end of that crazy boom in the noughties. and yeah. you can see that that by this time, by the beginning of of uh, uh, 2008, prices were really sliding, and you can see there was this long crisis. And mm. prices went down from, I mean, continued declining right until 2015. And now, and then there was this sort of long period of slow recovery. Then you had the COVID dip and then this amazing kind of extraordinary boom that came in the wake of the pandemic. 
and that lasted until last year, and then a few little bits, but it's basically petered out. And yeah. so November, we saw a, a decline in prices as an average nationwide of 1%, which mm -hmm. is you know, nothing dramatic, but yeah. you can see that that's what's happened. That's the story. The, this big increase post-pandemic boom in both sales and prices has, has petered out. So that's the Spanish national picture. Now, let's just look at the uh, regional picture, and then I can get your feedback because this will be more um, closer to your um, uh, well, no, there's a couple more slides at the national level, and then we'll get into the Andalusian data, okay? Okay, yeah, perfect. Um, so this is, but if you have any questions whilst mm -hmm. we're going through, you just jump in. Yeah. Uh, this is a, um, this now compares the notaries year on year. So it's once we're still talking a national picture, and now we're talking about quarter three of last year. So September, October, and uh, no, what would be Q3 would be uh, July, August, September. And the, this compares the notaries uh, based on sales prices and a property portal called Idealista based on asking prices. And you can see that in Q3, the, the, note, the sales prices rose 1.8% and asking prices rose 7.5%. You see a bit of a mismatch here. At the mm. beginning, um, in 2019, they were both declining and then they had this dip at the beginning when the pandemic hit. But asking prices dipped hardly at all mm. and then they had the in the wake of the pandemic you had this big increase in uh, sales prices whilst asking prices were were, were sort of tracking sideways and since the beginning of 2023 you saw a big difference in a big increase in asking prices up in you know between five and ten percent whilst sales prices so that's the average price of property that was uh, sold witnessed by notaries very not not not. I mean, the one declined uh, declined by less than one percent. I think in the um, first quarter, but then mm -hmm. the, then it's been sort of you know in in positive territory for the rest yeah. of last year. Yeah. So there's a bit of a mismatch between asking prices and sales prices. I always treat the notaries data with some with some skepticism. Well, not you just got to. It's very volatile. From one month yeah. to the next, you see the chart it jumps up and down, whereas other price indices are far less volatile. So I don't know uh, what makes the notaries data so volatile, but it is. Um, mm. I don't know if you're seeing a difference, maybe this time for me, are you seeing any difference between asking prices and sales prices uh, down on your patch? Uh, no, not a huge difference at the moment. Um, I think we've, we've got over that excitable um, bump in the market that you can see here post COVID where yeah. you know I, I think it was a it was a seller's market for sure there were a lot of buyers looking for stuff and in certain areas you could almost name your own you know name your price i think that's right. that's slackened off a bit now i think we're now in a more normalized market uh i'm certainly in in the areas that we deal in which are very popular um sort of middle to high end uh areas we're noticing that there's not a huge difference in in the um, the asking price and the selling price. What I would say though, is that I'm seeing more price reductions. So as you probably know, we get access to, to various data from the, the portals. And if I were to look at it over the over a month, I would say that, you know, there might be 10 or 20% price increases, but uh, of, the, of the price changes, the rest are reductions. And they're coming off by a kind of average of four or 5% from their, their peak uh, prices. So I think that, that is testament to the fact that maybe there's not quite as many buyers in the market as there were in that post-COVID 
boom. Um, so vendors are having to get a little bit more um, realistic about the prices that they're they're coming up with. And I think this is all good for the market. You know, we're just we just seem to be entering a more solid. Um, realistic uh, market you know there's not major major price reductions there aren't bargains around in the best areas but i think there's a, a, a leveling off and a coming together of the of the prices mm. um what do you think of this idea i mean it seems to me that in a in a vendor's market there the asking price and the sell price should be very close because the mm. vendor's got the power the vendors yep. in the in the in the saddle and so you yep. either pay the asking price or someone else will yeah. Uh, in a buyer's market, there can be a, quite a spread between what vendors would like to like to sell for and what they actually get. Yeah. Um, so this chart seems to, you know, this suggests that in the uh, in the post-COVID boom, it was very much a um, a uh, what would that be where 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 sales prices were above? Well, it was very much a vendor's market because sales prices were rising above even vendor expectations. There was a gazumping. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. And now we have here since the since the final quarter of 2024, so basically a year and a bit, mm -hmm. moved into what looks from this chart at least like a buyer's market where vendors' expectations are uh, higher than what uh, you know their expectations of increases in the in in prices is higher than what their market's actually delivering. Yeah, it's interesting. And of course, this is for the whole of Spain. So, you know, I think there yeah, are plenty, yeah. plenty of markets within that market. Um, and I, you know, I, I have experience in the Costa del Sol and particularly in that Marbella, Benavis, Estepona region, which seems to be holding up in terms of interest and and activity. So, mm -hmm. again, it's it's difficult to judge. You know, there, there are so many little uh, little areas within these these uh, these figures oh yeah no of course segments market local market segments yeah. that everyone's kind of it's a world in itself and these big national averages are kind of they just give you a rough idea of a trend but i think mm -hmm. you know then there's probably a, some truth in the claim that when asking prices are higher than sales prices it's a it's a bias market and mm -hmm. vice versa mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's anyway, very interesting Let's see what, uh, okay, so this is once again a, th this is an interesting piece of uh, news because this shows the three different price indices uh, with a base year, a base period of 2008, the first quarter of 2008. So what we have is the notaries in blue, so the blue line, mm -hmm. um, based on the sales they witnessed. Then you have the INA, which is the statistics office in green, and that data comes from the registrars. So when a sale is made by a witness by notaries, it then gets uh, inscribed in the land registry and, the, and it goes into the registrar's database. So there's a, so it's essentially the same data, but coming from uh, goes notaries and then, and then the registrars and then to the statistics office. But the registrars for their price index, they use something called the repeat sale index, which they only include properties that have been previously sold in a certain time frame. So they're kind of comparing like with right. like rather yeah. than and the notaries don't do that. And then the yeah. red line is the idealista, which so this is asking prices comes from Idealist, which is one of the one, if not the biggest property portal in Spain. So they all started back there in 2008, which, by the way, was not the peak of prices. I think prices peaked uh, in 2007 in that mm. boom. Yeah. Um, but this shows how they've changed since then. And interestingly, with the inner index, with the green line, they hit 100 in Q3 of last year. So they're back to where they were 
in nominal terms uh, in 2008. They've re- that's okay. taken them all of these years to recover to where they were in nominal terms. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the notaries are at 94, which uh, the notaries are the blue line. So they, they still haven't, prices still haven't, once again, we're talking about the national price, but they, mm-hmm. the, the national average still hasn't recovered to where it was all those years ago. And Idealista is almost there, so 97. Yeah. Um, it's taken a long time to get back to yeah, where we it's, were in 2008. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? It's a 15-year cycle, that, and you can see you know, how it's developed over that, over that time. Uh, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, and of course, th- there's another indices which is called the, from the government, and, but they use valuations, and I, I haven't included that because four lines on a chart gets a bit yeah. complicated. But, but the government's something at like 64. It's, it's still way down from um, the values back in 2008 and if you if these are all in nominal terms if you adjust them and put them in real terms i mean they're i don't think 30 it's still even the in the inner index is at, you know is at 80 or 75 still mm-hmm. in in real terms hasn't recovered to those to the prices back then but it was a massive bubble so mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. well, um, not that un, uh, unusual it's uh, uh, you know, it, it's not that hard to explain yeah anyway so moving on um now, this is just a quick comparison between regions using the latest sale and asking prices for November 2023, which is the, uh, the latest figures we have. So here you can see uh, what you have is the sale price year on year change in black columns and asking price year on year change in the blue column and organized from the highest to lowest going in terms of sale year on year. So at the at the. Um, at the top is the Balearics, where sales prices increase basically 10% and asking prices 12%. Valencian region, sale prices are up 5% and asking prices 10%. So once again, here you can see this mismatch between our considerable yeah. spread between asking prices and sale prices. Um, Andalusia was a uh, sale prices November 2023 over the year before up. 5% and asking prices 8.5. Mm-hmm. Um, Murcia, 4.5 and 8. Madrid, my, so now we get into where they, where they went down. Madrid was down 1%, whereas asking prices was still up a bit. Catalonia, all down 1.5% and asking prices. Little. And Canaries, this, I don't know why. But... What is going on in, in the Canaries market? <laughs> I don't know. Sales down 3.3 and asking. There's a mismatch. Vendors are having, um, you know, a, um, uh, they're, 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 they're divorced from reality, it looks like. They're, they're expecting uh, prices to be increasing. But, well, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things going down on the Canaries, which we won't get into today. But anyway, there's a funny different mismatch between what mm. prices are actually doing and what uh, vendors are expecting, unless there's some glitch in the data that I'm unaware of, which could be when you compare anything with the notary's data because it's so volatile. Anyway, right. there, Andalusia, you can see asking price, uh, price, sales prices up 5% and asking prices mm. up 8%. Are you seeing that? Yeah, I think that's about, that's about right, actually. I think, um, again, kind of steady, but... Vendors are always more hopeful, aren't they, when they're pricing? So I, I would expect there to be a disparity, which there is in in mm-hmm. every in every area, um, but it's not it's not too dissimilar. So I'm I'm again I'm quite uh, thankful to see those figures. Right. So that would you know, assuming that was representative of last year, um, is that fair enough to say that that? And of course, this was Andalusia. So when you then Andalusia breaks down into so many different sub markets and locations, but let's say your area, would you say that about a fault? 
5% price increase was more yeah, or less I would, what happened? Yeah, I would, I would say so. And of course, mm -hmm. what you find is that vendor sentiment tends to lag a little bit. So they, mm -hmm. they, don't, they don't experience the, you know, how many buyers there are in the market. They just go from the fact that there's been a, a COVID boom. So let's jump on the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. increase increase the price of our you know increase our asking price but actually yeah. by the time by the time they do that there's 20 percent fewer buyers in the market so yeah it's 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 never it never tells the whole story um but it, yeah. it's certainly i think it's it's pretty true of of seller sentiment those uh, those figures right okay well it's good to know that the data that i look at because i'm don't, i don't talk to you know i'm not on the coal face like you and mm -hmm. i'm not talking mm -hmm. to buyers and sellers so it's always reassuring to know that there's you know that some sort of um, it's 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 affirmed that this yeah. data is in, at least in the ballpark. Yeah, definitely. Moving on, let's see. Uh, so now we get to more specific to your area, Marbella yeah. and Soto Grande. At this level, uh, the 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 data gets thinner. There mm. is uh, the government does produce data for prices per municipality, but only for municipalities above a certain size. And Marbella would be in there, but I just to keep uh, for, for for comparison's sake. So you know, Marbella and Soto Grande, two quite upmarket destinations in your in your neck of the woods. What yep. we have here, you can see this is going back to 2012. But um, even so, you get the idea. Once again, there was this um, the downward, and even in Soto Grande's case, negative at the begin in the at the beginning of pandemic. Marbella never went negative you can see it came down and yeah, yeah. when, when uh, asking prices never never sank mm. to in, into negative territory and then once things started recovering just like you know my bear my bear close to 20 percent in in some months last year once yeah. again asking prices and so december finished off with my bear up 12 percent sort of grand it also up 12 percent um so that's for the marbella area um and what do you and see that, that? Yeah, yeah, that accords with what we've we've seen as well. I think what we've what we've found in Marbella and in Soto Grande is there's been a lack of stock, lack of available stock for sale. So since COVID, a lot of people are making a permanent move to these areas and they're all mm -hmm. looking at well, not all of them, but some of them are looking at schools. Mm -hmm. And the schools obviously have a, a, a finite number of places, and a lot of um, people are buying or making the the house purchasing decision on the back of which school their kids are going to go to. Soto Grande has a very, like very England, anyway. yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. And, and Soto Grande has a, a very well-regarded international school, possibly the best on the Costa del Sol, but mm -hmm. there simply isn't enough housing to cope with the the influx of demand. So that's why I think we're seeing the. Um, you know the asking prices uh, being a, being a little higher in in Soto Grande, or certainly on the increase. Marbella, mm -hmm. uh, Marbella, because it's it's marketed as the California of Europe, I think will always outpace Soto Grande. Mm -hmm. And I think what's happened also is we've seen an increase, obviously an increase in demand in in Marbella, but also again a problem with stock. And I think that that's actually attributable to a lot of people. You know, during the pandemic, I think everyone was thinking the world's going to end. We need to sell, sell our holiday home in Spain and blah, blah, blah. And of course, when the pandemic came to an end and people were able to fly and travel, they realized that, oh, we've got a holiday home in Spain. Let's let's go use it. Let's you know improve our lifestyle. So a lot of those properties that would normally come onto the market never, never did. And that mm -hmm. that that impacted the um the supply of of of, of stock. Um, and mm -hmm. we've got we've got developments that you would normally expect between five and ten percent of, of the 
of the built stock to be available for sale at any at any one time and we've got some mm-hmm. prol- prolific developments that there's a lot of demand for that's down to one or two percent um mm-hmm. that's available for sale so that obviously keeps the keeps the, the asking prices very very high absolutely p- yeah. perhaps perhaps even inflated you know in terms of true mm-hmm. figures but while there's people willing to spend and be in those those areas then of course vendors are, are totally within their rights to demand more absolutely makes sense um that's interesting to hear that this idea people looking for schools are not looking for holiday homes they're looking for relocation anyway yeah. so we'll see uh, i think we now let's talk about prices mm-hmm. and um the, here once again the national picture you can see the top uh, uh, graphic chart is spain sales per month in the black columns and the year on year change in the blue air, blue area line and uh, you know there's Sales vary considerably from month to month. There's a lot of seasonality involved, uh, but you get the over, uh, you get the idea. Here, here, there was a dip with COVID, and there was this big uh, surge in price, which is making up for lost sales and pent up demand from this period. But also this new demand that some that the that the um, pandemic created. But then since then, there's you can see there's it was lower growth, but still still growing until. The beginning at the end of 2022 beginning of 2023 and now year on year it's been pretty much negative all all of 2023 but it was comparing to an exceptional period of sales in 2022 yeah this negative growth doesn't uh, is more a reflection of the boom of 2023 of 2022 than of any kind of you know weakness or softness in sales in 2023 yeah. So anyway, for what it's worth, November sales were down seven and a half percent year on year. But if you look at just November, so this is all uh, all months from 2019. So that's, you know, the year before the pandemic. This is all the, the, the second chart below is uh, uh, just comparing Novembers. So this is every, mm-hmm. every November going back to 2007. And in fact, on that scale, last uh, 20, November 2023 was the third best in 15 years. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's very it's, 10 years. yeah. It's it's very interesting, and that's that's uh, sort of accords with what we've seen as well. I think you know quarter three and into quarter four in 2023, we had some headwinds. Um, mm-hmm. You know, any anyone buying anywhere, you know, interest rates, inflation, cost of living. Mm-hmm. So I think that did impact the market, and I think people were waiting, particularly if they wanted to get a mortgage. I think people were waiting until the start of the new year when they were expecting interest rates to start to, to come down, which it looks like they're going to. So I think mm-hmm. this is all very normal. And I think, like you say, you know, I think what we've seen is just a balancing back to some sort of normality, but still yeah. the figures are very, very healthy, uh, you know, on a long-term basis. So that's, that's all good. Yeah, this looks like it's a kind of textbook soft landing. Yeah, it is. A, a mini boom which came in the wake of the pandemic and was in many ways triggered by the pandemic. Uh, it wasn't just pent up demand from the lockdown period. There was there was more more to the story than that. But mm-hmm. you know, t- just as this sh- figure shows, as this chart shows, November in two thousand nineteen was thirteen uh, percent. November last year was th- sales were thirteen percent above the same figure in two thousand and nineteen, which was like a normal year before the yeah. pandemic, when the market was, you know, just um, kind of you know going along fine, and there was no yeah. no crisis in the air. So. So that just puts into perspective, although it's a decline compared to last year, it's still a, it's still a very good year in terms of sales at a national yeah. level. Yeah, very uh, good. 
in Andalusia and Malaga, it, it's the same story, but you can see um, it's worth having a look anyway. Andalusia November sales were 10,908, and year on year they were 8.6% down, so a bit higher, a bit more than the national average. Once again, the the, the big spike after after the pan, after lockdown and uh, as the market opened up, quite a most of it, another year of growth, and then we and then this year showing negative but only compared to the last year and malaga here more growth i mean sales this year were down 15 percent on last year in november but probably because sales were so strong last year i I think it's interesting as well that i'm guessing these figures don't take into account completions of off-plan properties that were no yeah these are only set of completed sales yeah, and I think we've seen a lot of that in the second half of last year in Andalusia and the Malaga province. I think we've seen a lot of off-plan sales because there's been a lack of resale stock. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, if, if you if you were to include the off-plan sales in this, I don't think those figures would be well. It, they might be halved, say, you know, so they yeah. wouldn't be. Uh, they wouldn't look as as shocking. But I, I think that's where a lot of the money has gone. Yeah. Yes, no, absolutely. It makes sense. It's always the incognito. I'm working on that. It's an, another project, how to get more visibility into off-plan sales. But the, yeah. um, the, uh, if I actually, if you look at, I was looking at them yesterday, the figures for housing starts, planning approvals, and they've been very strong down, down your way. So there's, um, there's a lot that's not shown up in, uh, you know, in some areas like in the Balearics, um, where there's no building or very little building and you wouldn't expect off-plan sales to be that are not being counted in this reporting period you wouldn't expect them to make a big difference but down down in the Marbella Estepona that stretch of the cost could make a big difference like you say could halve the this this um, decline well it's it's interesting Um, because you know we're having to wait at the moment we had a client this morning who wanted to go and see a new development in Estepona and we can't get an appointment at the development until Wednesday next week, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. we're, record, we're recording this on a Friday. So there's a, there's a, you know, four or five day wait there. So it's, I think it shows okay. the interest. Obviously that might not translate into sales, but it normally is yeah. pretty indic- indicative of demand. Well, yeah, that developer is probably, you know, feeling, feeling good when mm. you've got that kind of a backlog of visits yeah. to handle. That developer needs to hire more staff, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, once again, so this is now indexing again to back to 2007 Andalusia. You can see so 100 back in 2007, mm-hmm. and today, well, so these are ready for 2022. Uh, I will have 22 in in a month's time. We'll be able to see what it was like for 2023. Yeah. But you will, but it's it's kind of just gone uh, continued around here. Yeah. And the Andalusia was 83 compared. To 100, so it's still what is that? It's like 17 percent below its uh, mm. level of sales in 2007. Spain is at 85. Madrid and Catalonia are ready back to 100, and um, because this is, I mean, prices were inflation matters. They're here, the inflation doesn't doesn't have anything to say. Um, this is just like activity. It's really interesting, isn't it? That you look at that that very gradual increase from 2013 to 2018 2019 before covid struck that was a nice a nice sort of gentle increase in in um in sales wasn't it you know not not boom not boom or bust you know it's only things like covid or or um the recession obviously the great recession that that has caused the the big dips and peaks and troughs yeah yeah. And 2013 really was the year that the market bottomed out after mm. declining from about, 2000, you know, 2007 to 2013 was all decline. 
Yeah. And then it yeah. started, it varied by, you know, this is Andalusia. There's a, it's a different graph. I mean, they all follow more of the same. But Catalonia has a different picture because of things like there was this Catalan independence process in 2017, yeah. which, 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 you know, changed the story a little bit. Um, but that's essentially what happened since 2013. With 20, 10 years of, of what would have been relatively steady recovery, still not recovering to the peaks of the boom, but steady recovery until COVID hit. Yeah. Anyway, there, uh, and without COVID, you know, I'm not sure we'd be far away from where we are now, but there yeah. just wouldn't have been this this dip here. It was just to carry agree. on like that. Mm -hmm. So um, that's in terms of sales where we are compared to using an index of 2007. And latest periods combined, once again, so just, the, and I think this is the, the, um, the last slide or the second last slide. Uh, this is comparing the regions again. So here you can see Andalusia is the biggest region in terms of sales. This is Q3 last year. Mm -hmm. And so what I have here is the blue is all sales and the dark blue is foreign sales. So okay. Andalusia is the biggest market, but uh, Valencia is the biggest market in terms of foreign sales. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, going down, I mean, the Balearics and the Canaries, um, they're very small markets in comparison and then this, this chart below shows the year-on-year -year change and here you have once again light blue is all sales and dark blue is foreign sales so you can see there was a the biggest decline in both all and foreign sales took place in the Balearics um, last last in that quarter down 30 almost 30 percent in terms of foreign demand mm. followed by the canary so the islands didn't have a great um, mm, quarter Catalonia, Madrid, and Lucia kind of, you know, doing relatively well compared yeah. to other regions in terms of year-on-year -year change in both total sales and foreign sales. Valencian region has been doing, uh, Valencia Murcia actually been doing kind of well, better than most throughout mm. the last two years. And I think that's probably because they cater to a more mass market audience. So yeah as prices have gone a little bit uh, crazy in other areas of Spain, then the ones that look like they represent value have uh, become popular again. Yeah. It's funny that all those years later, you know, the, the, the Murcia, uh, I mean, I, I, I include it in the regions I cover just because it's got this very high percentage of the market is foreign and it's mainly yeah. British and it's all thanks to Polaris world. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, they created that market before going past. In, in fairness, they did, and they created something quite exceptional, really. And, you know, it would have been very interesting to see if they had developed all their resorts. But the idea with Polaris World was that they were going to develop seven or eight resorts, yeah. and you, as an owner on one, you could play golf on another and enjoy the facilities and blah, blah, blah. And it, it, they kind of got halfway there before the recession came, and they went bust. Um, but yeah. they've still, you know, their legacy is that, that they've created some very special places, which now, when you compare... Well, there aren't similar products really elsewhere, but so they look like good value again for, for what you get. Whether you'd want yeah. to live there as opposed to somewhere like Costa del Sol or, or the Canaries or the Balearics is, is another matter. But sure. in terms of property stock and the, the, the uh, relatable value, I think it, it stacks up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any further, any final thoughts on the... The yeah, we looked at. I mean, obviously, we're only exposed to to the uh, the Costa del Sol, um, you know, which is pretty much from Malaga down towards Sota Grande and Gibraltar. And we did some stats of our own, our own internal um, sales figures. And um, our average sale is up. Our average um, 
our average everything is up basically. And we had uh, mm -hmm. 17 nationalities buying mm -hmm. with us last year. Um, mm -hmm. The UK was the dominant nationality. I think that's fair for us because our website is, is not translated into any other language apart from English. Mm -hmm. The second most dominant market for us was uh, Americans. Mm -hmm. um, third most dominant were I Irish. And then Belgium and Spain in equal fourth. And then you have Sweden, Poland, Hungary, Netherlands, France, blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, the UK, the US and Ireland were our, 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 our dominant market. I know there was a lot of activity in the in Benelux and Scandinavian markets. Um, we just don't specialize in those markets, although we, we did you know, sell to, to those uh, nationalities as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, what I, I think, I think what we had last year was, was we had this, this um, ending of the post COVID boom, which I, I, I said would happen, you know, that we would have satisfied the demand of those people who wanted a change of life after COVID. Mm -hmm. um, but what we've also had certainly down here is we've had this, this branding of Marbella and its surrounding areas as the California of Europe, which has mm -hmm. attracted a, a lot of interest from not only the Americans, because they can identify with that very readily, but also from a number of people who, that spillover from COVID really has made them realize that, oh, they can be trusted to work from home or if they're business owners, they, they can commute. Um, so it's introduced a different type of buyer to this, this area. That's put pressure on, on um, you know, obviously the demand has increased, um, particularly in the, in the areas where everybody wants to, wants to be. But also, apart, apart from those factors, we've, always, we've also had the, the headwinds that I mentioned earlier in terms of the, the cost of living crisis, inflation going up, um, interest rates going up. So anyone looking at finance, it's becoming, it's, it's becoming more expensive. I've noticed with my mortgage, it's just gone. Boo, 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 boo. So, you know, that has put mm -hmm. people off. And I think, I think that's why the market slowed in, certainly in quarter four. I think we could start feeling it quarter three. And uh, so we had two distinct mm -hmm. halves to the year, which again is something I predicted um, that we would see. But what's encouraging, obviously, is that those market fundamentals seem to be improving as we head into 2024. And, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we've seen our record January so far. I mean, we're not even at the end of it. And we've already recorded the most sales, uh, the highest values that we've ever recorded in 23 years. So we thought this mm -hmm. year would be a, you know, nice, steady, you know, like, I mean, last year was our busiest year ever, but we just thought that there'd be a continuation and a nice kind of flatlining. But actually so far mm -hmm. th this month, you know, we're, we're off and running big time. Well, that's, I mean, that's great. I mean, I, you know, maybe that's just your, uh, maybe you're getting a, a, a bigger bite out of a, of a shrinking maybe. market. Who, who, yeah. who knows? Uh, we'll have to wait and see what the January data shows. Um, and in fact, in our next, um, you know, I think maybe next month we could talk about, um, uh, well, I should have a better idea of na international demand for property down in your, well, all over Spain, but down in your neck of the woods. Um, I've got already for what the latest I've got is for 20, uh, no, it's only 2022. So yeah, we'll get some good figures for 2023 on the breakdown. I mean, we know that in um, Andalusia, you know, number one in 2022 was the British followed by the Swedes, the Dutch, and then the Belgians, mm. Germans, French, mm. no, 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 no mention of the Americans, but you know, we can have another chat about, um, what different nationalities are buying? Why are they buying? And but just to, to wrap up, your so your forecast for this year, and you would like, like put your neck out, neck on out. Yeah, do you know what? Stick I, your I, neck I, out. Yeah, I, I would. I 
I've stopped judging the business on a month-to-month basis because you just you just can't, and particularly the levels that we're working at in terms of the average sale price now being pretty much a million euros. That's a lot of money for people to spend. So you can't. I, I don't think you can judge it month by month. I think quarter by quarter is the is is the best way for us to do that. I mm. think we're going to end up with a a similar year to last year in in terms of volume and activity. I think. I think that, like you said, we've probably had uh, more than our, our share of certain markets, the Americans probably particularly because of the way we market stuff over there. Um, uh-huh. I think there's going to be some pain in the agent market because a lot of new agents entered the the fray uh, off the back of the, the little COVID boom that we had thinking, wow, this is great. Let's make some money. Yeah. And I think what's happened is now that the market has just cooled down a little bit and it's 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 a it's a. Um, a normalized market. I think some of those agents who aren't equipped to grab some market share are going to struggle. So there might there might look to be a little p- bit of pain in the market, but mm-hmm. that's probably going to be from the agents more than more than the buyers and the sellers. I think there's probably mm-hmm. too many agents to satisfy the demand, and the ones, mm-hmm. as I say, the ones that aren't equipped to do well are going to fall by the wayside. I think, and people might hear about that and think that's that's. Um, what's happening in the market. No, no, no. It's just the agents are going to suffer a little bit. Not that people will care, but um, yeah. I think that's what, that's what might happen. A bit of thinning out. Um, that's it. That's the word. Thinning. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, let's see. Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, on paper, which is where I am, you're, you know, on the ground and I'm looking at the paper at the, at the reports and creating the reports. There's the, the signs of promising. So for inflation's down, and uh, interest rates, uh, Eurobor is heading down. There's expectations of uh, interest rate uh, cuts coming l- later on this year. And uh, the Spanish general election is behind it. A lot of things that, that were unsettling or destabilizing last year are, are moving in the right direction. They are. And given how well this market performed last year, um, let's see what happens this year. But it's not looking bad on paper right now. No, I mean, it doesn't take a lot, as you know, it doesn't take a lot for that to be knocked a little bit. If there's a, mm-hmm. a war somewhere and there's, there's a few things brewing, aren't there, that, which is, 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 is a bit nasty. But you know what the biggest thing is? As long as the sun continues to shine here, Mark, mm-hmm. people will want to live here and holiday here. And that's, yeah. that's the biggest driver of, of the market. Yeah, absolutely. The quality of life and the weather and the... Absolutely. Yeah, that's, the, that's the important thing. Thank you so much for your, your help and your contribution and your work on the, uh, those slides and that presentation. That's invaluable. Uh, I'm sure we'll get some mm-hmm. good feedback from our viewers and listeners. So thank mm-hmm. you again. And until next time, I shall bid you farewell, sir. Lovely to talk to you, Sean. Take care. Take care. Cheers Bye. for now. Bye-bye. <laughs>